every day you and I make choices. We get out of bed and we do the best we can with the time that's allotted to us. Sometimes we have pretty clear priorities, things that we want to get done, that we feel like we have to get done. Other times we just take the day as it comes. But all of those choices add up because eventually we'll run out of time for making those choices. Our lives here will end, either because our natural life will have reached its conclusion and we'll die, or because Jesus, Christ, the one true anointed one, King and Lord over all, God's Son, who came to this earth and died as a sacrifice for our sins, was buried, and then on the third day rose from the dead, he will come. And at that moment, all of those decisions that you and I have made day in and day out are going to matter immensely. Jesus tells a parable in Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 31, that can help us to see that if we'll hear it. Jesus says there in Matthew 25 and 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he'll sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king shall say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you? hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you. Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. You see, the decisions that you and I make right now. The priorities we set, the way we spend our time, the way we spend our money, the relationships that we have, the way that we treat other people, all of it matters because all of it is a reflection of, an extension from, our relationship with Jesus. And if we're in a relationship with Jesus, if we've 
called on his name as Lord, giving our faith to him. If we followed him in his death, burial, and resurrection by dying to ourselves, dying to sin, being buried in the waters of baptism to start rising to live a new life by his spirit, then how we live life each day, the priorities we set, the ways that we're spending our time is a reflection of that relationship. There can be great blessing in that because that means the acts of kindness that we show, the compassion that we demonstrate, the ways that we care about others, even small things we do, things that we might not even remember doing, kind words spoken, acts of charity committed, it all matters. God doesn't forget any of it. And all of it just serves to further that relationship we have with Jesus. It draws us nearer to him. It deepens our relationship with him. It makes us more like him because that's the way he lived life. And when we see him face to face, we'll be welcome to live in his presence. Not as though this were a checklist. At points in my Christian walk, I've approached it that way. Feeling as though I have to be able to say I did each of these things at least once so Jesus wouldn't look at me and say that I hadn't. But that's a little bit like the attitude of some of the unfaithful servants from the parables leading up to this in Matthew 24 and 25. I don't want to just cover my rear end so that when Jesus comes I can say, oh no, I did that. Because as the people on the left found, they can argue and say, well, Jesus, when didn't I do? But whenever we're not in the habit of living each day compassionately, whenever we're not in the habit of living each day seeing other people and caring about them the way that God cares about them, it's really not about how many sick people we can say we visited or how many prisoners that we wrote to. It's about the fact that we supposedly had a relationship with Jesus, but it didn't affect anything. The choices we made, the priorities we set, the relationships we had, our lives were no different because we had a relationship with Jesus than if we hadn't had one with him at all. So Jesus challenges us here to not get caught on the left, to not be on the side of the goats, to just live our lives our own way and then get caught off guard when we face Jesus. Live every day for him now. Because when we do, the opportunities are going to be plentiful. There are going to be people that are sick or in prison. There are going to be people that are hungry or thirsty or naked or strangers that we are going to find opportunities to love the way God loves them, to do good to, the way that God does good to all of us, righteous and unrighteous, good and evil, just and unjust alike. And when we're living life that way, when we're becoming more and more like Jesus each day than when Jesus comes and we see him face to face, will be ready to be with him because we've been with him every day now. We've been living every day of our lives in his presence. We've been trying to the best of our ability to make our decisions, to set our priorities based on what would honor him. And when that's true, we enter into the joy of our master. When that is true, we get to be a part of celebrating with him. When that is true, we enter into eternal life that abundant life we've been living with him now becomes completed, perfected, and we live with him forever. But if we don't, if the master comes and finds us being unwise or unfaithful, if he finds us unprepared, 
if he finds us mistrusting who he is, not really knowing who he is, not making any effort at all to live for him. If he finds us and knowing his son has made no difference whatsoever in who we are or how we live, then that time that we've spent our lives apart from him will also become eternal. And we will spend eternity apart from him, away from him in such a way that it can only be described as pain, torment, weeping and gnashing of teeth, nonstop crying, eternal punishment, eternal death. Jesus doesn't want that for us. We all have stood against God as rebels, but Jesus came to rescue us from that to rescue us from that and to invite us to live life where he reigns so that when we face him, we can be welcomed into eternal life in his presence forever. As you make your decisions, as you pursue your priorities today, how is your relationship with Jesus reflected in that? How can you live in such a way that you are loving the least of these, just like Jesus was? because you love Jesus.